0: Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So hello, I am Jen, and this is Amy, and we are coming at you as successful, single, and not willing to settle. And we like to show amazing women how to attract their perfect match by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. So the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The topic we want to talk about today is self-sabotage. Yeah. And it's not a good thing. Um, Don't but, do it on purpose though. Absolutely not. But kind of giving you the opportunity to assess um, whether you may be sabotaging your possibilities to find love. And if finding love is what you seek, then the last thing you want to do is get, get in your own way. But sometimes this happens, and we don't even realize it's happening.
0: And I think tonight, we're not going to cover every way that you can self-sabotage, there's so many. But we're going to talk <laughs> about a big one, a big one that I think a lot of women fall into, and I've fallen into at certain points in my life. Um, it's really hard not to almost start here, you know? And then you have to like grow from here and stop doing that shit.
1: But I feel like this is the kind of thing that, by watching this video, um, it it becomes like a, a Bader-Meinhof phenomena where like the moment you hear about it, you suddenly see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the moment we we break down this sort of, theory it's like whoa and then you're like i will never do that again because now i'm aware
0: yeah you have to be aware and also start knowing and seeing at your core all the places where you fall into do it so it takes work but you it, you can't not see you can't unsee it it's like the matrix
1: yeah and and it almost feels like it would have a, a reflexive um impact on you and I guess what I mean by that is literally like acid reflux where like um you know if you find yourself starting to do it you'd be like no and like you'd stop yourself and like recalibrate so that you you approach it in a different way
0: yes so you guys are probably like what are they talking about (laughs) we definitely built it up and I haven't really heard people addressing this but it's a huge part of our program and it's a huge place where we self-sabotage and that is the difference between being a passive dater and an active dater and we're going to talk about the differences between the two why we tend to at least fall into fall into the pa- yeah. fall into, obviously passively fall into the past <laughs> and why we have to actively work To be the (laughs) active dater, but the amazingness or the awesomeness of this is that is realizing that the passive dater is actually self-sabotaging, although not on purpose, and that the active dater is much more likely to get what she actually is seeking. Yeah. So stick with us for this amazing video that I'm so excited to do. Okay. <laughs> so first, what is that? What is a passive dater? And what is an active dater? So a passive dater is a, a woman who has no power, essentially. And she's kind of waiting. She might appear like she's, she has some power, but she's really kind of waiting on the sidelines for a guy to pick her. That's what an active dater is. And an active dater is one who's actively partaking in the process. So she, she's doing some of the picking. She's doing the deciding of whether she's certainly deciding whether she's going to stay or not, right? She's deciding whether the person who's in front of her is someone she wants to move forward with or not. She's a part of the conversation, okay? And the problem is that we get taught since the beginning of our lives, that it's not, um, I don't want to say sexy, it's not sexy, it's not.
1: Ex- I feel like the word I was taught was like, it's not ladylike, it's not ladylike to
0: be a- an active dater,
1: yeah. But I don't know, everyone was taught
0: that word, maybe it's like, oh, well, it's, it's also we've also been taught that it's desperate, yes, it looks desperate if you're an active dater. So we are given all of these messages about how if we're really worthy of a guy, we should do nothing. We're the opposite. We should like run for the hills and he should chase after us and drag us back to his cave.
1: And that means that we're worthy, right? Yeah. I, I definitely, when we talk about active dating, I want to make sure we break down the difference between desperate and an active dater. Because you can be desperate and not be an active dater so i think that's super important but but you're right that that it's been painted as a negative thing and this is to take up, control of your dating life
0: right and and this lesson we say active and passive dater but this shows up in women's lives all over the place when we're negotiating for salary when we're looking mm-hmm. to um, to negotiate anything, when we're looking for a promotion, when we're getting a job. I mean, it's it's literally everywhere that we're taught that we're supposed to be like these quiet, demure damsels. Yes. And if we're not that way, then there's something ugly about us. And what I... Wanted when we were talking about Jen and I were talking about it, and I'm like, it's everywhere, it's like in every single movie. It's in, mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, like Disney characters, and we started to talk about um, Cinderella, and it was such a good example. So, we get these messages from media, we get these messages from our parents, we get these messages from um, movies that we watch. So, just to break down, just let's think about the archetypes, right? When we talk of Cinderella, so we have. Cinderella, who doesn't feel worthy, who's dressed, you know, like she just, Miracle shows up, she's all like humble and and whatever. And her, and there's the prince, right? And at the ball, the wicked stepsisters who we've all, have already been built up to be these grotesque women, are the ones that approach the prince and like say that they like find him attractive or whatever and they wanna dance with him. And it's Cinderella who's all unassuming that he goes for mm-hmm. so a message like that in a like five or six year old's mind, or however we old, however old we were when we sort of watching those things, is so damaging because it takes all of our power away,
1: yeah. I'm even thinking like Snow White is another one where like literally she's she's comatose, and then, you know, the man has to rescue her. So we get this idea that, like, if we act comatose, the right guy will will come to us or, or Little Mermaid, you know, in order, you know, she she wants to explore the the world outside of the ocean. So in order to do that, literally her voice is taken away. So yeah. there's this idea of like when we think of like a woman's voice and and having you know control and having power and having um, you know, the 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 ability to to make Well, you want known. That's literally taken away from her, so she has to attract him purely on a physical. And she does. Yeah. Why would she need an opinion or a
0: voice? And then on the flip side, the when you're thinking about Snow White, right? When we're talking Snow White, so the evil witch Mm -hmm. mother
1: witch witch. Do you
0: see like? Okay, so she's this. No, she's a beautiful woman because she looks at the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the most yeah. beautiful of them all. So there's this competition between the two of them. She can only be the only one who's beautiful, and she's to take down other women yeah. in order to maintain her step. I mean, this whole thing is like so messed up. And because she's powerful, she's ugly. Like, it's there's just this, there's a thing that assertive women. Are painted as really ugly. We're we're nasty and ugly in um, in fairy tales. We're witches in fairy tales, mm-hmm. and we're bitches in the workplace. Or we're like, if you know, if you get assertive, then then that's what you're going to be seen as. And that and not only that, it's 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 worse than than just thinking you're going to be seen as a bitch. But it's it's also the fact that you're we're almost frozen. <laughs> Another, we're almost like frozen in space and time. We're not able to like go after what we want because we've been told over and over and over again that that's just not how this is done. If yeah. no guy is knocking down your door and begging you to be with him because he found your freaking slipper, then guess what? I guess you're going to be an old me because you're just not worth it. You're not mm-hmm. worthy. No guy's knocking down your door. and. Right. That's a little bullshit. Cause I will tell you that I didn't grow up having random guys running after me and do- knocking down my door. And I'm in a wonderful relationship.
1: No, but, bullshit. but I, I find like, I, I look back on my childhood and, and my adolescence and, and probably even college. And like, I was taught to pass, to be passive in, in regards to my dating life that like very much was ingrained the idea of be yourself and the right guy will come along. So I thought like, oh, I'm just, like if I'm just in the same room as him. He'll, he'll know. He'll know. He'll sense he'll,
0: something from it. Yeah, he'll,
1: he'll you know, there, there'll be some power that, that compels him to come to me. And, and passive taken to the nth degree
0: is like you're not even making eye contact with him. Yeah. You won't even have a conversation
1: with him. Like. You are clearly you're well, literally. Of- that's how I met my husband. Is doing you know? No, like he, I I was being passive. Like I was in a room. Oh, It was person. homecoming. Yeah, okay. my my yeah. Did that's I say my, my husband? No, you your husband? My my first husband. Um, my ex husband. I was doing my own thing. I like probably knew he was in the room because when you're passively dating, you're coy, so you know they're like there, but you're mm-hmm. not gonna make any sort of like recognition of them. And he approached me and he was like fascinated that I wasn't sort of involved in the whole like social thing. I was doing my own thing. But in the end, it was a terrible relationship. And I think he too was probably taught that women were supposed to be passive daters. And so, you know, we, we both were kind of taught this same idea as kids and it created this negative relationship where I didn't have a voice and he didn't want me to have a voice. Yeah. So it 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 just doesn't lend itself to finding what you want and and certainly not on any sort of timeline that, that feels achievable. <music>
0: Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. It's literally, not literally, I keep using that word. It's figuratively like going fishing and putting a bucket on your boat and waiting for a fish to jump in.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yes. That's, that's how effective this is. And then the moment you get the one fish, so let's say 25 years later, you get the one fish, you're like, I guess this is
0: my fish. Now, listen, some of you out there might have a lot of fish jumping into your bucket. Mm-hmm. You might. Mm-hmm. There are some of you who are, who, and it's still passive dating because you're only looking at what jumped into your bucket. There were a lot of fish that didn't jump into your bucket because guess what? You're sitting on a boat. So even if you have 10 fish jumping in your bucket at one time, just by putting the bucket out, you are not really assessing the playing field or the lake of fish.
1: Yeah, you got to jump in. Or put a put a rod in. Or, or just that. Right, let someone know so you're I'm, looking. But I want to see like all the fish. Like I'm going to jump in. I want to see like... Maybe the fish way over there is like the best fish for right. me.
0: So let's, let's talk about like why this, what's the difference between active dating and being desperate? Okay.
1: Yeah. That, right. Like I said, this is super important. Totally. So different. So I think we see active dating as knowing who you are. Knowing that you want and deserve a, a good partner, a, a good relationship, and not settling for anything that is less than that. Saying this is what I want. I am open to kind of seeing what's out there, and I am going to be active in the process of seeing what's out there. But I am not going to literally just fall for the the, the first person who comes and approaches me. Yes, that is not you know what what I'm looking for. Um, so we often say that, that, you know, someone who's active in their dating life is not dating just one person, is not closing themselves off to just one way in which to meet people. So um, just doing online dating and, and maybe sitting at home every night on the couch and checking to see if they received any messages, not actually sending any messages, right. um, not going out Not approaching people in public, not making you know casual conversation in public with people, Um, or you know another example would be like you know just waiting for someone cool to to start working where you work, and thinking that that's just going to be like kismet. But so so active dating is not doing that. Being open to all of the different ways in which you can meet someone, and and being having a voice in all of those different venues or platforms or whatever and um,
0: somebody can be doing that the difference between desperate and active is the mindset yeah so someone can be like i gotta get out there i gotta find somebody i gotta you know whatever and like going in all these different places and totally giving off a, a vibe of like desperation mm-hmm. and somebody else can be like i deserve this I know I'm awesome. I figured out exactly how awesome I am, you know, and I get more awesome every day. People who have relationships are no better people than I am, so why don't I deserve a relationship too? I totally do. So I'm gonna put myself in situations that are going to increase my odds of finding a person who's a good fit for me. Yes. Totally could be doing the same, and in in, in the other vein, a totally desperate person can be a passive dater. Yeah. Desperate to find someone. Yeah, I think invisible. we both like took it in in different ways. We're like it, it's the mindset. It's the yeah. mindset of it's the inside of what, what's going on up here that makes the difference. And it's what switches the the stereotype of that like desperate. Pathetic woman that people are trying to like pinpoint to keep us from from going and getting what we want, to that like powerful, strong, independent, amazing woman that is going to be an amazing partner to somebody else because it's going to be a partnership, right? Not a damsel in distress, or if it's Rapunzel, then this way, right? He climbs up <laughs> and the brings her down whatever it is, or oh, I woke up, that's Sleeping Beauty.
1: We could do a whole puppet show. <laughs> and, and, and I think there, there's, there's another way to approach desperate, um, which would be more in the active dating side of like not actually reflecting on what kind of a partner you want and then being willing to go anywhere to find them. So let's say, you know, you hate professional wrestling but you know a lot of men show up at professional wrestling events so you buy tickets to them even though it is not an interest of yours it's actually something that you dislike and then expecting like a positive relationship to come from the random guy that you meet at the professional wrestling event
0: lying on your profile for your likes on your dating profile so you'll get more hits yes that's that's different. different than active dating, that's desperate dating because yes. you're willing to pretend you're somebody else to to get a guy, as opposed to unapologetically just being who you are, so you will attract and find guys who like what you like or compliment mm. the things that you like. Like We don't have to like love the same thing, but he likes some of those things that are similar to your things and together you both
1: grow with each other. Oh, I made a heart <laughs> All my about hand. the hand gestures today. I know
0: I'm all like gesticulating. You know, you only got the top of me, so.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I will sit here I am not... <laughs> Here are my hands. Yay! She
0: has them.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm like They're we're evening each,
0: evening each other out. I'm all like this, mm-hmm. and Jen is like, chill. Yes. Yeah. It's but when we watch our videos back and there's the sound, my sound is like this and then Jen talks and it's like this.
1: But I always feel like I should talk more like you. No, I think I, I just know, I don't think my think vocal register can do that. Like <laughs> this is this is as loud as I can get, but like I'm always like, "Oh, I should sound more like Amy."
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And I'm always thinking I should sound more like you. We've got to work on that. We have to be accepting of how we sound. Okay. You I'm working on awesome.
1: it right now. And it's
0: through partnership. Like, we're, yeah. we, we even each, if we were both like, ah, oh! like, I think it'd be like
1: <laughs> oh my God, what
0: is happening? It'd
1: be a lot. It'd be it'd a lot.
0: Be, it would be a lot. You guys would not want that. <laughs> we're both like, well, hello, you know, for right. one, I, <laughs> hello and welcome to NPR's talk. <laughs> about
1: talking. I'm the NPR voice, I presume. You're so not, though. It's just like, I don't know, I'm like yelling. I don't know. I feel it's like funny. It. It's funny. Okay, so, but let's get back on track. So let's say I am watching this video and I am someone who, after watching this, realizes that I'm passive. Well, let's give a couple of clues. Okay. okay. Clues
0: that you're a passive dater, okay? Um. If you, we said it earlier, like check to see if anybody's reaching out to you, but feel like it mm. would be too desperate if you messaged guys. Okay. Like,
1: so like, online dating, like I, I see what comes to me, but I'm not willing to put anything out there.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. you Anything that strips you of your power. So checking
1: your horoscope
0: to see if you're worthy of dating somebody.
1: I'm smiling and somewhat giggling because I t- Totally did this. Oh my god! Growing up, I would listen to Z100 every day,
0: and they would do the horoscopes every morning. And I would sit there and I'd be like, "What's going to happen today?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And And how disappointed are folks? Like, not to like listen. I don't know all like the secrets of the world. Can horoscopes be true? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But a horoscope is not going to tell me what I can do and what I can be in this life. That's taking your power back, saying like, "Oh." I'm this heart, like I'm this sign, or whatever. I'm just saying, like the the point of it is not bashing horoscopes. It's it's saying that it's something completely out of your power, dictating. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: or or I feel like a, in that vein, like waiting for your friends to set you up with someone. Yeah. Like, Instead of being a, like, I'm open to that, but I'm also open to all of these other ways I could meet someone. Right, or liking a guy,
0: but needing your friends to approve of him. It's Another okay.
1: One. Okay.
0: Um, Liking someone because he likes you. Commiserating with people. mm, I don't know if that's really passive, but it's a sign if you're like, if you're checked in and one way you socialize with your girlfriends is commiserating that there are no guys out there. It's possible that you're you're feeling comfortable and protected by bonding over that. And that would make you more passive. So I don't know if it's like, if I'm doing cart before horse kind of thing here chicken egg but if you if that's like your thing to to be able to say boo hoo I don't have someone you probably aren't being really active in the way that you're looking for Okay um I guess the question is do you do you have have you taken the power do you feel like by some cosmos outside of your your um, power or your ability is somehow like dictating and pulling strings and just doesn't like you and has decided that you're just not gonna, you're not gonna find somebody, right? If that's the mental state that you're in, and I say that, having been in that mental state before, yeah, I mean, we get, we get told all the time that we're, we're too loud, we're not skinny enough, we're not tall enough, we're not blonde enough, we're not, I don't know, or like, it could be anything. Our arms are too long, our thighs are too wide. I don't know. Our
1: boobs aren't big enough.
0: Our boobs are too big. We've been told so many things that we've been given so many messages of what's wrong with us. It's very easy to fall in and be like, well, I was made this way, so it's probably not in the cards that I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up with somebody. And an active dater says, I'm this way, and somebody is gonna think this is amazing. Cause it is. It is! It's not the same amazing as your amazing. If we were all the same amazing, we'd all want the same person. We'd all match with the same person. And then we'd have- It'd be like the Twilight Zone. The love potion number nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it would be like. It's a good example. I feel like we've used it before somewhere. Maybe. And then we discussed
1: whether it was Sandra Bullock and I said it yeah. definitely was. And you were like, <laughs> I think it's, it's in one of our trainings.
0: I think it's in one of our trainings. But it would be like like it's very okay that a different kind of guy is going to be attracted to me than than the kind of guy who's gonna be attracted to Jen. That's, that's, that's,
1: yeah. I mean, just think like.
0: to a different kind of guy than Jen is going to be attracted.
1: When you talk about like celebrity crushes, everyone's celebrity crush is totally different. Like Pretty in Pink, you had a crush on Steph, and I had a crush on Andrew McCarthy, whose name in the Blaine, 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 Blaine. Blaine. (laughs) but also Steph.
0: (laughs) His name is Blaine. That's a (laughs) kid appliance, not a name. That's what um. Ducky says. I think it's said like,
1: by the person named Ducky. Like. <laughs> touché.
0: Touché. Oh, my God. I was watching something where they were talking about how to use the word touché, and they were totally...
1: Misusing it?
0: They were butchering it. I feel like it was Real like, you know, <laughs> Housewives or it was something on Bravo. And I was like, no. It might be on rules. And I was like, no, that's not what that means. Oh, okay. okay. So anyway, back to here. So so the truth, the lie is that passive dating means that you are worthy and that the only way to be worthy is to be a passive dater and to be plucked from the herd and dragged back to the cave. And then the idea that an active dater is desperate is actually not true, that there are active daters there are desperate daters who may be active but what we're talking about is an empowered dater yes more than an active that call it that it's called an empowered dater and an empowered dater knows what she deserves and is not obnoxious about it she just knows it Mm -hmm. and trusts that in doing And taking certain steps, she will end up finding somebody who is a match for her. That's Mm -hmm. it. She's taking those steps.
1: So to, to, to sort of recoin this, we have a person who's out of power in dating. They've given up all their power or a person who's empowered in dating.
0: Yeah, I just was thinking about another place where you see this, Jen. So, so in terms of like women having to be passive daters and men being allowed to be the active daters or the empowered daters, okay? You see it in um, matchmakers or in any sort of like scenario where, where the matchmaker, the men pay the matchmaker to mm-hmm. match them with someone and the women don't pay. Mm-hmm. And then they get plucked and matched with because of how they look mm-hmm. with the rich, powerful guy who paid for it. Do you see mm-hmm. how, oh, how fucked up that is? It's so much Yeah. So yeah. we're not even allowed to like get somebody to really go out and look for somebody for us. We're it's it's almost like you can't invest in your dating experience. You can't if you even like the idea of like paying for a dating app is like you're going to what? You're going to do what? Like you're going to invest in your dating experience. Why would you do that? That must mean that there's something wrong with you. And an empowered dater would maybe purchase an app or two, or go to a couple of events where there are going to be single people there mingling. A, a, an empowered person does those things, not desperately. It's not a desperation. She does those things because, she's putting in effort and she wants somebody else on the other side to be putting in effort too. And guess what? If you do something like you pay for an app and then you get people who pay for an app. They're more invested in this whole thing than the yeah. person who on like a not paid for app. And it's just kind of like swiping through and has no pictures up and you know, there's not an investment there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, given how I met my husband, there was an investment from both people in, and yeah. into a particular opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're told that we have no power here and we're saying, take that power back. So if this sounds like you, any of these things sound like you, where you're kind of like, this just really sucks. I guess it's just not on the cards for me to find somebody. We are saying that it's a very good chance that you're self-sabotaging because you've been fed these lies as we all have been since you were very young, that you need to be a passive dater and a passive woman in general in order to be seen as worthy. And if a guy sees you in the process, then you're worthy. And we're saying it's crap. You end up with the wrong guy like that or no guy at all. And that's not what gets you to where you need to go. That's sitting on a boat, the bucket, waiting for a fish to jump in.
1: And and acting like you don't want a fish to jump in. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because so, we talked about examples where that's true, like Pretty in Pink, Ten Things I Hate About You. So many. Yeah. Use all that. Of- like, oh, I don't I don't need you. Yeah.
0: And I did that. That was my game. That was mine. Um. So what do you do? I think if this strikes with you, it's taking a moment and thinking about how you're doing that, and then seeing what comes up for you when you think about taking action and becoming an empowered dater and what 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 messages you were told to not do that and how you feel about that, and sitting in that for a little bit, and then regaining power over it and saying like, "Wait a second, I don't need to think about it that way, and start taking some actions mm-hmm. if you're struggling with being able to do that, you can always reach out to Jen or I yeah. And we can show you how we do this with, with our clients and how we did it. If you want some more guidance, just reach out to us. Um, but take the power back. Don't end up with like some guy who just like jumps in your bucket or no guy. Cause no guy jumps in your bucket. Like go get a pole. Jump in. Yeah. Get a salmon dinner. <laughs> Should I do out
1: that? With a big sushi boat though before you decide on what you want <laughs> like try everything like an appetizer sampler get out <laughs> oh, <sorry. I'm> all...
0: <laughs> yeah like, get a buffet
1: who, who looks dumbest in this video <laughs> it's me it's me <laughs>
0: um so that is really i would say the number one thing that is sabotaging women from finding love. I feel, I stand very, very firmly in that belief because it's so, um, it's so present and it's so sneaky and we don't even know that it's there and it's insidious until you look at it and then you see it and it's everywhere.
1: And And then, yeah. And then it's like, whoa,
0: you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa,
1: whoa. (laughs) And then it's easier to fix because you saw it. Yeah, and you can't unsee it. Don't look away. Mm.
0: Don't look away. Then you can't deny what has happened here.
1: Y'all so can't deny it.
0: So that's what we got for you, guys, tonight. For you, guys, that's what we got for you guys <laughs> tonight. Um, again, you can always reach out to us. We're just bringing you some some truths here. We want every woman in the world to embrace how amazing she is and to find someone who sees that in her as well and not who she that's who she partners with that's our like goal so mm-hmm. if we helped you in any way tonight to be able to see that and realize that you've been hiding that from people then we've made like a little we made dent. a dent we made a dent all right guys have a wonderful night and we will see you next time
1: Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.SuccessfulSingleFemale.com. Or check us out on YouTube at Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.